Good morning, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry. It is Wednesday morning. We are officially halfway through the week. Uh, we're getting it started. We had a weekend full of baseball. It's been been a good weekend. Uh, a lot of good matchups uh, to talk about, but we're not here to talk about those matchups just yet. We got a new face in the clubhouse. Ricardo, good morning and happy Wednesday to you. How are you, sir? Morning, Bill. Doing great. Thank you. How about yourself? I'm living the dream, man. I, I didn't have trouble in Philadelphia this weekend, did I? <laughs> <laughs> so that everybody knows they're going to go, what, Bill, you were in Philadelphia? No. Um, remind me who your favorite team is again, Ricardo. Um, you know, uh, un, un, uh, unregrettably, uh, you know, the San Diego Padres, despite their struggles this season, their underperformance, um, yeah, it's been a nightmare. It's been a little bit of a we'll, – we'll get to the Padres in a second, but uh, tell me, um, do you have – like, where did that start? How did that start for you? How did you become a Padre fan? Um, well, I think my love for the Padres started with uh, my dad and my uh, my grandpa. Uh, my, my grandpa would listen to the games on the radio in Tijuana and – uh, my dad, you know, followed his footsteps, and then um, that was passed down to me. And my first, uh, my first game was uh, back in 1999. I'm sorry, it was 98. During their uh, 98 World Series run, it was Padres Dodgers, summer of 98 at uh, Qualcomm Stadium. Okay, okay. So it goes deep, and it goes with the family. I love that. I love that. That's my favorite question because it always ends up something about family, right? So dad, grandpa, uncle, brother, cousin, somebody took you to a game. I like that. Now, do you have a favorite player, um, current and favorite player past? They don't have to be Padres, but you sure have a long line of Padres that you can choose from. So necessarily have a... So go ahead. Um, I don't think I necessarily have a favorite player currently. That's kind of hard just because there's so many players across the league. You know, it's it could be a pitcher. It could be a DH. It could be an outfielder. Because every every single player, whether they're a position player, a DH, or a pitcher, uh, they have their own skill set, right? Um, I would say my all-time favorite player, though, uh, was probably, probably growing up was um, Quilvio Veras. Growing up with yeah. the Padres, uh, watching him. I believe he was a second baseman. Um, I really enjoyed watching him. I think they used to call him uh, Little Man. Uh, you know, it's kind of like he was kind of like uh, Jose Altuve before you know Jose Altuve existed. You know, he was small, but the guy could still ball out. Um, you know, he still. Um, I know he still coaches. Um, I think in like uh, somewhere. I think in like the somewhere in the Caribbean. Um, but yeah, he was definitely one of my favorite players uh, growing up watching. Nice, nice. That's not one I would have expected you to say, but I like that. I like that answer. I definitely like that answer. Um, so just a sidebar, uh, are the Padres at this point um, buyers or sellers at the trade deadline? Um, I think they're going to, and this is just my my personal opinion. Um, it's, it's my belief. I hate using the word. I don't like using the word, I think. My belief is... Um, my, my this is again this is my personal opinion my belief is that they will be a little bit of both um you know they're going to be looking at you know guys like Josh Hader uh Blake Snell two guys that i believe uh you know will ultimately be traded um but 
to help benefit them in the long run. Maybe add, maybe add a guy, um, but somebody that's going to be under long-term control that'll help benefit them uh, going into, going into the next, uh, going into the, in, in the next season. Okay. And so what do you think about the, what do you think about Derek Jeter's comments about the Yankees chasing after Juan Soto? Do you think it happens? Do you think you just, it's to me, that's fluff? wishful thinking. Yeah. Uh, it, it sounded like fluff to me. Um, uh, wishful thinking. I mean, it's the media. Their, their job is to generate clicks. Their yeah. job is to generate headlines and, you know, generate those reactions, feed their algorithm. Right. Um, it sounds like fluff to me. Um, to me, it's all right. Well, what do the Yankees have to offer? What are they going to give up? And uh, again, it's how how are the Padres going to benefit from this trade? Too, you're you're trading away a once in a generation player. Not quite on the level of Otani, but this guy's still going to get 400 million wherever he goes, whether he decides to stay in San Diego or, um, you know, walk in free agency. With the next, you know, after the 2024 season. Yeah, yeah, it's it was interesting when I was reading that thing because I thought along the lines that you did, like when Jeter speaks, people listen, but it's a little bit of fluff, um, and it definitely was good clickbait because I read it right. Everybody was reading it, and so, but I, I just, I mean, can you imagine that outfield for a second? John Carlos Stanton, Aaron Judge, and Juan Soto. That's, that's an outfield. That's, a, that's a lot that's of uh, sure. that's a lot of errors in the outfield. That's a lot of errors. There's a lot of payroll in the outfield too. <laughs> a lot of payroll. It's a it's a lot of payroll. It's a lot of pop in the lineup, but it's also all right. Well, we still got to play defense. So, yeah. What's the Offense. worst that could happen? Offense sells tickets. Defense wins games. Right. Yep. So, um, okay. So back to uh, back to what we were talking about about the Padres. Um, now, I know you like to travel. So ha what ballparks, what Major League Baseball parks have you been to? So um, so my fiance and I, Val Ruiz, also at Stadium Food Girl on Instagram and yes. threads. Um, you know, you, you guys have built up some amazing rapport. Um, you know, she's done it. So um, we have been to Petco Park. We have been to Dodger Stadium. We've been to Angel Stadium. We have been to Oracle Park, Oakland Coliseum, T-Mobile Park in Seattle, uh, Chase Field. That was our that was that was our first stadium that we did together. Um, Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas. Kauffman Stadium. I feel like I'm missing one more. Did you guys go to Minute Maid together, or was she flying solo Minute, with that one? I'm sorry we we have been to, we have been to, we have been to Minute Maid. She went with me for my first time uh, back in this back in this this previous summer. So we have been to ten major league stadiums together, um, and then I have been to two stadiums that are no longer uh, in use. So I've been to um, Choctaw Choctaw Field Stadium, used to be the The Rangers Olam Stadium. So 10, 10 active, 12 overall. Okay. Okay. And so if you do you have a favorite outside of Petco, obviously, being your home ballpark, do you have a favorite? Outside of Petco, I'm gonna have to and, and this isn't just me just spitballing. 
Um, my favorite, most likely, it's a close call. Um, I'm gonna go with Globe Life in Arlington. Um, and I always, I always tell Val this. I'm like, you guys have no idea how lucky you are to have the ballpark that you guys have. You know, it's already gotten a chance to be showcased during the 2020 World Series and the NLCS. Um, wow. Yes, I understand the I understand the nostalgia factor behind the old Globe Life right next door, but in that Texas humidity, it's almost impossible to have those uh, those day games and sometimes even those night games. So when you walk into that stadium, you know, you've got this giant roof over your head. You've got all the you've got all the amenities of a modern ballpark. You know, the in-game the in-game fan experience is awesome. The food selection is awesome. And the beer selection it, it gets the job done. And not only that, you have the entertainment district right next door, Texas Live. Uh shout out to Pierre. Uh the DJ there always there takes care of us. Um so it's it really is I, I like I like to consider it yeah a one stop shop a, a one stop shop for for you can get your barbecue fix right next door before or after the game you know go get drinks right after we we experienced it for we I'm sorry we experience it firsthand every time we go there um, the only reason I would rule out I would rule out T Mobile Park as my personal favorite other than Petco is T-Mobile Park is nice. It's in a great area. My only my only setback is the lack of pregame and postgame entertainment in the surrounding area. Um you know there's it's not quite like Petco and um Arlington where you know you, you have a- easy access to restaurants and bars right after the game. Yeah. Yeah and and we'll be up there this week. Um and so we're, I haven't been to that stadium. It, it's, it looks gorgeous. Um, and you hit one of my bucket list ones, which was Arlington. I can't wait to get the globe life. Uh, it's on the bucket list for early next year. That's for sure. So um, what so, I like about it is no matter how hot or humid it is outside, once you go inside, it's a, it's a, it's, it's perfect. It all just goes out the window. Exactly. So, okay. So here's the question. You've sure. got, Let's say you got the month of August off, right? Unlimited resources. What five ballparks are you going to go to that you haven't been to? Fenway Park. PNC. Okay. Coors. I think what else? Yeah. Fenway, PNC, Coors. Um, Wow. Trying to think what else. Maybe I'll give you a, a little help. What I hear a lot is Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, Wrigley Field, Yankee Stadium, uh, Citizens Bank Ballpark. I hear those all the time. All right. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the outlier here. Okay. So in addition to the three I just said, uh-huh, progressive field in Cleveland. Okay. And City Field. Ooh, City Field. Okay. All right. All right. I like that. I like those are good options. I like that. I like that. Good. Good, good, good. All right. So breakdown for me. We just started the second half, um, which is weird because it used to legit be the second half would start at the 82 game mark. Now most teams are 89, 90 games into it. But technically, it's the new second half. So talk to me about 
what you see the Padres either need to do or stop doing or just tell me what you're looking forward to. Tell me what you think the Padres need to do to be successful in this half. Uh, to me, what's going to determine um, the end of what's going to determine their season, the what's going to make or break their season okay. uh, is going to be uh, the result of what happens this uh, you know, everybody was like, oh, well, they got some momentum going into the All-Star. It's okay. How are they going to fare against, you know, competitive, you know, contenders like the Blue Jays and the Phillies? And then they got a series coming up at home against the Texas Rangers. Um, I believe by the by the end of that, by, by the beginning of that series against the Rangers, the final weekend leading up to the trade deadline, we'll already know whether or not they're going to be uh, sellers or um uh, sellers or buyers. Uh, I mean, for them, for them to succeed, it's just. I mean, the pitching is there, the starting pitching is there, as we've seen with performances from Blake Snell. Offense is sort of, kind of starting to click a little bit. You know, hitting with runners in scoring position, getting those timely hits. Uh, their biggest weakness is the bullpen. I mean, the the, the bullpen couldn't stop a nosebleed to save their lives at this point. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they were. Just some 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 ghastly performances from the bullpen. Um, you know they've they've shown they've proven that even an eight one lead against the Phillies is in is is almost impossible to hold. I think it was Friday night. Um, Potters were up eight to one. It was a blowout game. Yeah. Uh, they brought in they brought in Luis Garcia, I believe. Uh, just to close it down. Next thing you know, it's eight three, bases loaded. They had to bring it. You got to bring in your all star closer to close out and to close out a five run lead. That's just speaks volumes on how bad the bullpen's. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a good comment, and that's. I mean, people are hearing me talk about this, and and obviously, um, obviously, if you're listening to this, and you if you haven't missed the in the league's morning show. Um, and you're listening to this right now, tune in at 8 o'clock uh, a.m., 11 o'clock Eastern uh, a.m., because Ricardo will be on talking about the the Padres this morning as well. But um, I'm always talking about this on the morning show, and, and people give me grief, but it's all about shutdown innings, right? Baseball is momentum. Baseball is momentum. And when you score a run, even if it's one run, if you're down 5 nothing, you score one run, you need to come out and shut down the, the offense on the other club the next inning to keep that momentum. Exactly. And that's the things that those are things that are, are not spoken, but are very much seen by baseball peers, myself, you. I I'm sure you get you probably got frustrated during that game this weekend. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, eight one should be like, okay, good, drop the mic. We've won this game. Not so much anymore. <laughs> All of a sudden, right? So yeah. I mean, they made it interesting. They uh, didn't the game end with the bases loaded. Didn't the Phillies have the bases yes. loaded to end that game? Yeah. Oh. Josh Hader had to, you know, they had to they had to burn their closer for an eight one game. Yeah, yeah, because it ended up being what eight three or eight four something like that with the uh, bases loaded. Yeah, final score was eight. Final score was eight to three, but um, that's that's just downright unacceptable. They're, at the end of the day, they're still they're still professionals. They're still expected to do the job. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So as we wrap this up, most people don't know. Do you have an Instagram? 
I do. Uh, so my personal, um, you know, I, that's where I document, you know, all of our stadium travels and whatnot. Um, it's at Ricardo underscore D Ortega. There's a lot of self-deprecating memes, you know, my personal. And then uh, my uh, second MLB Trash Talkers at MLB Trash Talkers. Good. Yeah. And you've got some great content on both. So that one's so, on uh, Instagram and Threads. And Threads. Good. You got great content on both. I love it. So I'm grateful that you came on today. Um, we'll get you on. One of these times that what I might do is get you and your fiance on. This should be and have some good uh, good questions for you that might induce an argument a little bit just so I can sit back <laughs> and laugh a little bit and have a good time. I'm all but, for a good laugh. Yes. Ricardo, thank you so much for joining us on a Wednesday. You've been fantastic. I can't say go Padres, but I can say just nobody get hurt. How's that? <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Bill. You're welcome. Have a good one. Stick around.